Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to another edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole. And once again, we are live in Palm Springs, California. It's a beautiful 80-something degree day. Hope everyone's healthy and safe wherever you are. I know it's really cold winter weather back in the Midwest and on the East Coast and my prayers go out for the uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. I saw today there was a I think over a hundred car truck pileup uh, due to ice. So hopefully everyone is surviving that. Um, we, I, I try not to ever take for granted the amazing weather we have here in California. So. It's one of the reasons we pay the high cost of living to live here. Um, Anyway, everyone, please follow us on social media. Um, You can go to jaspercole.com. There's a one-on-one with J. Cole link that has all of our past archive shows. Also, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at jaspercolesays, S-A-Y-S, and I'm on Facebook. So, you know, check us out. And um, big shout out to our BS Podcast Network, our home host page. Um, Tonight at seven o'clock, you will get to hear a replay of last week's great episode where we had the cast of the BET Plus show, Never and Again, which dropped, as they say, at midnight last night. And speaking of, one of the stars of the movie is my co-host, Mr. Ralph Hi, Milton. Happy days are here again. Hello, Jasper. Thank you. Because of you and Denise Boutet speaking so favorably on my behalf, I got to create the role of Milton in Never and Again. Thank you. Well, it was so great to have uh, Laz and Jason and Tracy and Denise on last week. We got so many great uh, responses to it. But I wanted to let you know, Ralph, I watched the movie today. Um, on the BET Plus app, and you are fantastic. Your scenes Thank are you. there. Yeah, you've got, as we say, you book in the movie beginning. We get to see um, Ralph goes back, what is it, 25 years? Se- 30, how- seven, 17 years. 17 years. Um, and then ages up to, like, Miss Jane Pittman, rest in peace, Cecily Tyson. But, you know, I have to say, kudos, Ralph, to the whole team. I mean, I'm just going to say it now. Denise Boutet is a fucking star. I mean, oh, my God. We, I just we've known Denise. that forever. She, but when I mean, her, she, she nails every scene. She I mean, I mean, of course, it goes without saying, and it's redundant to keep saying how beautiful she is. But she is beautiful and resplendent. And her moments in this film are are wonderful. I mean, she takes us on a wonderful journey. It's a very organic performance. I totally agree with you, Jasper. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to say, everybody, it's the best thing Jason Bernard has on his resume right now. I mean, I'm telling you, that that character of Wally, that is his sweet spot. Like, those are the parts he needs to play. He is hilarious. He nails it. He totally nails it through this film. The things they came up, just the little comical nuances that they came up with. How about the scene where he's, they're in the garage working out and he's yes. sleeping on the, on the sofa, <laughs> on the hey, sofa and then he's startled awake. Oh, my God. And then he's trying That's to help spot Terry and then the weight drops. But I love when Jason and Jackie are working out together and – Jason collapses and starts eating food and goes, uh, this is my kid's lunch. Let's go get some birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering how much Jason got to ad lib in that too. That's what's so funny, right? Oh, I know. But you know, the performances are wonderful in the film. Laz did a great job and I love how he plugged his book. Uh, Neighborhood mm-hmm. Adri- okay. Work it out Laz. But um, <clears throat> it was an enjoyable movie. Christian keys is great. Um, he it was J- so funny Jackie getting, Long is great. Oh, Jackie was excellent. You know, and Christian and I are in another film from years ago, Lord All Men Can't Be Dogs. I haven't gotten to reunite with Christian since then, and we never got to see. We didn't have scenes on the same day, but he nailed his character. And <clears throat> the and by the, the way, mother, this is the this is the sixth time that Denise has worked with him. Yeah, I oh God. Like she said last week, they're like brother and sister, you know, and but the she had, level- they had they had some steamy scenes. I mean, here's what's funny. I'm going to put Denise Boutet on blast. Right. So Denise, you know, Denise is pretty conservative in real life. She's kind of, we we like to call her a little prudish at times. But, you know, in her acting work, she she can play the bitch who still steals your man. She has all these steamy scenes. But, you know. In almost 17 years of working with Denise, I just found out last night she never watches her movies. Really? Only nothing. Zero. She does not How? watch her films. How can she? She said she it? does it, and she leaves it there, and that's it. She gets and she doesn't look when... at the dailies? No. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Nope. And then when nope. she nope. puts together, like, demo reels, whatever, even with Meet the Browns, She's really only watched like clips when she's had to put her demo reels together. So I could actually yeah. put my work on her demo reel and she'd never know. Well, people already think you're the same person, don't they? Right, I know. I get Ralph Boutet all the time. Ralph Boutet and Ralph Carter. Yeah. Now that you've grown, let your hair grow out, you probably Ex- people probably think you are Denise Boutet. Exactly. You know, but Denise is so lovely. I'm just thinking about her performance, her smile. I mean, and that's why when we were talking about, I mean, we knew what was on the written page, but when we were talking about last week, it's a feel-good movie. It, it applies to everyone. It's not just a black film. It's not just a religious film. It covers all the gamut, and I just, I really appreciate that. And and Denise just nails it. I mean, like when you say she's a star, you have to be able to carry the film. We want to be able to watch each frame that you're in and go, okay, what's going to happen now? Rather than like, Oh God, now what, you know? And she just, she really just assembles a great character. And I like the way through the editing, 
and Laz's vision, the flashbacks back and forth. It really nailed. That, I mean, and I and and the the younger version, the 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 is it Denise, Denise Garcia? Garcia and Arcorier White. I mean, they were fantastic they, playing the younger version of Jackie and Denise. Yeah, I mean, just you know, they nailed their roles. You know, it, it's really endearing to watch and. You know, Jack and everybody for the, for the listeners listening, you can get a you can go to BET Plus, get the app, and you get like a free a free week's trial or something. If you don't want to keep it, um, you can download it and watch the movie now. But I, listen, speaking, I mean, I'm going to segue it over because I started working on a new show on a show called Family Business this week that Indy Brown, who Ralph mentioned earlier. Um, there's a full boomerang, full circle back to back to working with her back in 2009 with you, Ralph. I guess. Yeah, Lord, maybe two, 2011. 2011. Some, yeah, like um, yeah. So Christian is also on the series. Denise is on the series, and it it just goes to show you how we're all interconnected. You know what I mean? We, we this is an example where. You you work with people years ago and you end up working with them again and you you have those relationships and that's how that's how we want to do with you know all of our shows that we're doing and that's what's happening with Jason and Roberto and Lance with Ginger Night Films and all the stuff we're doing we want to hire and work with the people that we know and that we trust and that we love so absolutely and speaking of Lance Paul it was so nice to see him in the film he I had know. A nice, he had a very nice cameo in that group scene. Newman so Thomas it, has like four people in the in the in the movie. Oh my goodness, I mean, we are. So and I got my associate producer credit, and along with Rolanda Watts, yes. And we got so, to see Ella in the movie. Ella um, is fantastic. She nailed yeah. her part, Miss Donna, opposite Jackie Long, uh, and she's peppered throughout the film and always looking wonderful. I love her voice. And, yes. uh, you know, and it was nice, you know, and, and bragging because it's Ella Joyce, we're in the same frame together. So, of course, I had to photograph that and put that on Facebook. But, you know, I'm proud of the people I got to work with. I um, Years ago, I worked with Master P on another project. So, like you're saying, it, we are all interconnected. And yes. If we like working with each other, it'll continue to happen. And we've already, you've already created a great family with Jason Bernard and Roberto Rosario. So it's all an exciting time and only onward and upward and good things are coming because as this virus gets more and more behind us and we can all become creative again, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very happy with all of that. It's so funny, Jasper. One last thing. I contacted our editor that we have in common that you uh-huh. introduced Michael years Chancellor. ago, Michael Chancellor, who did and, our and, editing on the radio show. Okay, exactly. And I and I see I have an email from him. I need to open it up. I swear that man is fucking MacGyver. You know, he will find a way to record. He could have found Bin Laden if they asked okay, him to. Okay, the but you know, I wrote him and I was saying, you know, I've subscribed to the channel and it's streaming all day long. You know, if you can possibly extract the film so I can get some footage for my reel, and. Uh, he said, well, uh, and, and I said in my email to him, I said, Denise Boutet stars, Jasper Cole is producer, and I appear as Milton. So Michael wrote back and said, sounds like I need to get attached to this stream 
streaming platform. And so I, you know, and I wrote him back and I said, absolutely, because Jasper and Denise have joined the cast of The Family Business, which streams on BET Plus. BET Plus. So it's we do, just, and, and you know, we we have another we have a comedy project that's over at BET right now that Ralph is involved in, and we don't want to jinx it, but I'll just put it out there that we're about seventy five percent over the finish line at there. So we just put good thoughts around. We do love us some BET, and I have to say, shout out to uh, Tri Destin Studios and Indy Brown and Trey Haley and the wonderful Carl Weber for uh, letting me play the role of Corey Black now on the family business. I, I, it, it's so great to be part of a, of a, of a cast and to get to create a character for the first time that's come from one of his books. Um, and again, this is, this is because Denise and I worked with them on uh, the choir director, a movie that's been 10 years ago, probably. Seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, and they've done the same thing. You know, when you work for Tridestin, the same hair and makeup people, the same wardrobe, the crew people, the producers, they've all been a family for like 15 years now. So, and the last thing I want to say back to Miss Boutte, you know, I, when I met Denise almost 17 years ago, as people know, she was not an actress. She had never acted before. She had a natural God-given talent which obviously just propelled her immediately. But what I have watched is the growth of her as an actress. And she, she prepares so much. She works so hard on every role she gets because, you know, I've never had to carry a film. I've never been a lead in a film. I'm always supporting. So I don't really know what that's like, but I can just tell you, and I wrote to her today and I said, the, just to see there's not a false moment in her acting, you know, and Ralph, the, the, the scene at the end, which she was so worried about with the song, she, I I was like, well, I mean, we might as well cut an album with her and just have her, you know, sing it out. Yeah, It's so funny how we are as performers. She beat herself up so hard. She was so nervous about that scene. And when you watch the scene, it's like, what are you talking about? But you know, I have to backtrack and go, when she vomited in the toilet, I, <laughs> I had to shudder. I had to shudder for a second. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, you know, um, wow, can't people just vomit in the sink? But no, it's, I, it makes sense to do it in the toilet. Well, you would it. never vomit in the sink. Well, I know it's it's gross. I know the toilet is better. But poor baby, when she was having her miscarriage, I was like, ooh. Shouldn't have given that away, but when she oh whoops oh well like, no like allegedly you, yeah like like you say no moment is false. What I want to know is how do these women put on these beautiful negligees? Their skin is like velvet, and they're crawling on a bed with rose roses and rose mm-hmm. petals, and they never seem to prick themselves with the rose thorn. <laughs> you know, it is just <laughs> amazing to me. You know, just well, and let's rose- be honest, with, with knowing you're about to roll around with Christian Keys, you know, that's not such a bad day at the office. No, no, oh, God, no, not at all. <clears throat> but I just meant like, you know, but to avoid the pricks from the roses as opposed to the pricks from... Well, I have a feeling that the, the thorns are probably removed by a really good set... Prop oh, person before, right. mm-hmm. yeah, before and let, it's and, put on there. And let's give a shout out to Tracy Bell and all the fierce music. Music throughout was the amazing. Film. Oh my goodness! 
yeah, it really set the, it set the tone from the beginning. And then also I was telling Dennis back to our project, like she's playing a doctor in this. So it was like, and Dennis said to me, he goes, you know, Denise is so great when she's playing, when she's got on hospital scrubs, you know, he was like, certain people can just, they just exude, you can believe them as a doctor, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I say to actors. You have to be, you, Denise just brings intelligence on the screens. She could be dumb as dirt in real life, which she's not, but that's what she brings on, on camera. So it's great when she gets to play the doctors and the lawyers and the attorneys and the upscale women. Yes. And the the psychiatrist, the psychologist, psychologist. Yeah. But I was really, listen, this was also, um, they we got this in the can right toward, right at the end of the year last year, right before the pandemic. And um, kudos to to um, Summerhouse Pictures and to JNR Productions and to the editors for getting this out so fast, and to Master P and Romeo and all the people at and BET. Symphonique. She was fierce. Okay, go Gabrielle. She was like, "Come back when I." have some panties on, you know? So I'm like, woo, honey. It was fierce. Like, the and movie Vanessa was, Simmons was really good oh, also. But, oh, my goodness. And, um, oh, remind me of her name who plays Brianna. She's funny, too. She, the, the oh, other, uh, yeah, the best uh, friend. Yeah, I know. Uh, Especially at the club is, scene. Um, not oh, TV, my um, goodness. Yeah, so, so much fun. Um, so much fun. Uh, the, the appearance of Master P, you know, it's just, Jasper, thank you for letting me go on this ride because it was really a fun time. And, you know, Jason Bernard, you know, he wore the hat as the producer. I never got to see any of his scenes. I mean, we're in the last scene together sitting in the church, but I never got to work with him and watching him work. I can't wait until he and I get to work together because he is so fucking funny. And, you know, we love funny people. Estella Henderson. Oh yes, that's right. And, well, and wait she, till you see. So wait till you see Jason in Kombucha Cure because he plays the complete opposite. He plays. Oh really? Uh, he, well, he plays the upscale, suited douchebag mm. as asshole executive. You know mm-hmm. who's um running the insurance company. But you know Jason just brings it like you. He brings what he brings to a role that only Jason does. You know he has this his signature thing, but he has such a range, you know, he plays the, he can play flamboyantly gay. He can play the, like Wally was just that, like, you know, good old boy, the, the, buddy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the executive. So uh, it's, it's an exciting time. So again, everyone never and again, it's on BET plus. Um, I, sometimes they will move things from BET plus over to BET, the cable channel. So if that mm-hmm. happens, I'll let, I'll let people know as well. But like I said, you, since you're going to go, since I know you're going to, everyone's going to watch uh, the family business, go ahead and get that BET plus app now. So we can uh, support that. And, you know, who knows our show may end up on that, that channel as well. So, mm-hmm. well, listen, we've got a great guest today. Speaking of good writing, um, Jake Biondi is an amazing writer. I, I've just gotten to know him recently through uh, social media and then also through, you know, Lance and Ginger Knight Films. They've had some connections. Boys Town and Majesty, two series of books that are just really popular. I can't wait to talk to him, find out his journey and, and 
you know, that's what we do here, Ralph, right? We, we meet new people and everyone's got a story. And um, so let's bring him on at this time. Please, everyone, welcome Jake Biondi. <laughs> I love hey. I love the applause. Thank you. Well, hey. hey, hey, Jake. It's not it's often Jasper. I get any applause, so it's nice to get some nice pl- applause. Good to meet you both. Oh, thank you, oh, Jake. Likewise. Um, this is this is Ralph, and I want to welcome you to our show. Very excited to have you and to hear about your journey and about these sultry books that you write. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's first an of all, statement. everyone can follow. It's really easy. It's it's everything's at Jake. B-I-O-N-D-I. That makes it really simple. And also you have the um, Boys Town, the series. That's an Instagram uh, page as well, right? Correct. And so is Majesty. Oh, Majesty has one also. Well, let's, um, first of all, where, what part, where are you? What part of the country? Um, I am Snowden in Chicago right now. So, I, kinda, um, I was kind of thinking that, yeah. Snow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nonstop snow and below zero temps lately. So I envy mm. you guys. Mm. Well, I, I've got two associates who just they moved from L.A. to Miami and then they just moved back to Chicago. Um, and I was talking to them. I was talking to Craig yesterday <laughs> and we we had like a we literally were talking like 20 minutes. And then he said, Oh, I finished my cigarette. I better go back inside. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean? You've been outside this whole time? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm like, Craig, how cold is it? I, I think he said eight below zero or some shit. I don't uh-huh. know what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just He's like almost pa- I almost passed out hearing that when he said anything below 50, we're bundled up like with, you know, heating pads on us. So God bless you. Yeah. I mean, but, it's just, you, know, you know, I guess we re- live here for a reason. Sometimes in the middle of winter, we wonder why. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jake, and just listening to what you're t- <clears throat> this weather segment, I wonder th- that treats this pandemic differently because, say, in Chicago, like where you are right now, I could see less cases happening because everybody is very much indoors and they're, they mm. don't have to want to go out and mingle per se in a bar because you're going to have to leave the bar and shiver your way home. Whereas here in California, in Los Angeles, you know, the, the pandemic is, is more troublesome because our weather is so nice and people are congregating outdoors. Yeah. Our numbers are much, much lower. And part of it's exactly what you described that people are just, you know, staying home and they're okay with that because they're sort of snowed in. Mm-hmm. But I will say that, um, you know, most of us that have lived our entire lives, we sort of, you know, make our way out in it anyway, because you don't have a mm-hmm. choice. And everyone, whether you're in California or Chicago or anywhere else, is having that cabin fever from the mm, pandemic. Yeah. So even when it's sunny out and we look out the window and we say, oh, my God, it's sunny, and we get out there and it's like five degrees. But we're still like, oh, it's a sunny day. Let's go take a walk. Right, right. That makes sense. Well, you know, out here in Palm Springs, people wonder, like I used to wonder too, how would, how does anyone live full time in the summer? But it's kind of the same thing. Once I've done it now that for a couple of summers, you, you do learn how to just acclimate to it. And, and, and I'm assuming, cause my neighbor here also lives in Minnesota and we were talking oh, about wow. the weather there. Yeah. So he was saying it's the same kind of thing. And, 
in Minnesota. But so, so speaking of Chicago, so Boys Town, your first series of books, talk to us about where, how this whole idea came to you and, and how did, when did you first start writing in general? Did you write as a young person and yeah, just take us along and tell us like how this all started for you. Well, I've always been a writer, just, you know, hobbies and things like that, just interested in it. And I think that the both of you are at least partially soap opera fans. And mm-hmm. so um, I know you, I know you guys have had people from the Bay on all the time and things like yeah. that. So I was raised on them. You know, I, Days of Our Lives was my daytime one and then Dynasty and Falcon Crest and Dallas and that <laughs> planning and then Revenge and all of them. And I was always addicted to all those shows, even, the, you know, like uh, De- Devious Maids, Desperate Housewives, all of those. And so I just decided one day um, that I thought it would be fun to just write my own, except that mm-hmm. I wanted it to be more gay focused than we were used to. Um, right. And so I, what I decided to do was I, since I live in Boys Town and it's the gay neighborhood of Chicago, I decided to just start creating some characters and a family and just write one chapter and put it online to see if anyone would even read it. And my, my thought was, well, I'll do it sort of episodic. And if anyone read, people read the first one, then in a month I'll, I'll release the second installment or the third installment. And as soon as I released the first one, I started getting all these emails from people saying, you can't end with a cliffhanger. What's going to happen? You need to write mm-hmm. faster. And so before I knew it, I was writing like one a week. And then people mm. kept saying, why, you know, like we need another one. And, and so it really was sort of a written soap, if that makes any sense, like mm-hmm. through episodes. And um, then some readers suggested, well, why don't you just release these in books instead of just putting them out there online? So I took the first um, 10 chapters, I called them episodes, and I put them together in book one, which I called Boys Town Season One. And they very much are written like TV shows. They read easily, mm-hmm. they're written like TV shows. And so um, that's how the first one, it was 2014. Um, and then since then, we've had 10 books, and I'm halfway through writing the 11th. Wow. Talk about prolific. I forgot to tell everyone also that your website is once again easy. It's your name.com. Um, is that the best way? What's the best way for people to find the books? Is there, is that your um, website? Yeah, they can go to that, yeah, they can go to, there's um, boystownthesseries.com. There's majestytheseries.com. And there's all those same things on Instagram. So, and it's on Amazon Perfect. and everywhere else you'd find books too. Jake, I have a question for you, please. This is Ralph. Yeah. When yeah. you said when you first put your your very first episode, your first chapter online, where did you put it online? Was it on your website? Is that how people first read them? No, I found a couple of websites where people just like were posting short stories and just original writing that was free for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember the names of them now. I think there were three of them. I put them on there. And then I, and with an email address for me and people just, I guess, started reading it and then started emailing and I, I deliberately ended it with a cliffhanger because that's what the soap does. Right. Right. And so um, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I've gone from like thinking no one's going to read this to people demanding it happening faster, um, which was a good problem to have. I'm, I'm not complaining. I've been blessed. Um, so that's how it really started. And then, you know, more and more people from even all over the world started emailing and, um, I just started, kept churning these out. And so we've had, well, I guess maybe two books a year since then. Um, mm-hmm. the most recent one came out just before Christmas and that was the 10th one. 
I couldn't even believe I had gotten a 10, to be honest. <laughs> um, and trying to keep it fresh and trying to keep it interesting and trying to keep it, you know, the some people hate it, but the books always end with a million cliffhangers. Mm. Um, and that frustrates people, but that I think they know what they're getting into when they pick up one of mine. Um, and so it's been, it's been fun. And, and, you know, I've not necessarily completely altered, but I've certainly let fans influence what's happened by when they email to me, me with an idea or say like, Oh, I can't believe you broke that couple up. Um, I'm surprised sometimes who people connect with that. I don't anticipate them connecting mm. with character wise. Mm-hmm. And so I try to be responsive to that too. Now, Jake, did you, have you incorporated any of the pandemic into your writing? I have not. And that's been deliberate because um, if you know, boys Town at all, it is pure escapism. Okay. Um, and so, right. So it is, you know, realistic drama taken to the nth degree. And mm-hmm. so um, I didn't want to even include that in there for two, one, well, mainly because it's escapism. And second of all, just because I never really give a, it's supposed to be just present day. Mm-hmm. And the minute I have everybody wearing masks in the book, then it dates it. Mm-hmm. So right. um, I just wanted it to go, you know, sort of transcend that and just be like an escape from whatever ails people. Oh, I totally understand. That's really well said. Go on, Jasper. No, I was just going to go back to, so, you know, you know, we have Boys Town in West Hollywood. What is the history of the Boys Town in Chicago? Do we know where, who, who was first? I mean, I guess there's Boys Town in different cities, but um, right. I, f- I feel like Chicago, Chicago was, the- was probably first, right? Yeah, well, I think Boys Town in Chicago was the very first um, boy, like gay neighborhood recognized officially by a government. Mm-hmm. Um, so years ago, the first mayor daily here declared it that, and then, you know, did a whole streetscape for it and things like that, which at the time was a big deal. Now, now they all have them. Um, right. <laughs> and there's actually a walk of fame on it with a bunch of monuments that they add a, a few every single year of just famous historic LGBTQ, um, pioneers and celebrities and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think back. Were, were, were you influenced by other writers, um, other gay or LGBTQ writers? I mean, like Amistad Maupin is. I'm a big fan of his Tales of the City. Absolutely. And is he I'm a, a good? Is he someone well. you like to? Yeah. But it's funny because if you had to ask me, like my biggest influence, which is nowhere necessarily on anyone's radar, but I, it's actually Dickens. Um, mm. just I thought you were going to say Jackie so, Collins. Go ahead. No, well, well there's her too. <laughs> but <laughs> right, yeah. And then of course, Re- Joan, rest, Joan in, rest in peace. Attempt. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> I Jackie. know exactly. Right. And what was the other one? Oh, Sydney Sheldon. Right. Sheldon, yes. Remember, remember. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But if you think about Dickens way back when, like he invented the soap opera, and mm-hmm. all of his books were published in installments and magazines. Um, That's right. Cliffhangers and all that kind of stuff. Like he is the founder of all that. So for me, he's probably the most inspiration just because I've tried to take that concept from 18, whatever, and Mm -hmm. bring it into, you know, 2021. Mm Well, I, I mean, clearly these, like you said, they, they're, they're made for television. And I know you're sort of without getting into much detail. I mean, have you been approached about doing this, over the years as television before or film? Yeah. So um, 
some readers actually were the ones that said to me, like, this needs to be on TV. What are you going to, you know, what you've got to do something. And I did have um, a couple of producers uh, about two years ago um, approach me and long story short. And again, this has been a fun learning curve for me since I don't, I'm not in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Um, but it was like all the Hollywood nightmare stuff you, you would see in a bad Hollywood movie. That's sort of like how they treated me. So, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. lots of promises, nothing delivered. It was a complete disaster, but a good learning experience. But good in the process, experience. it got the you know got the seed planted in my head that this needs to be a TV show. And so, yeah. um, more recently, I did a I started to write it as such, and it's called Windy City. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be a title that. Um, would be recognized nationwide. I think most people know the mm-hmm. term Windy City. And also I wanted it a different title because I wanted the readers to know that while it's inspired by the books, it is not the TV version of the books. Um, right. Because I think with a medium like TV, it needs to be you know, as broad appeal as possible. And the books are entirely gay focused. And the mm-hmm. TV series is much more balanced between gay and straight couples and characters um, and really, really diverse in every sense of the word. So um, that's why I, I changed the title. And so it's got a lot of the, um, you know, core of the books, but it's got a lot of differences as well, which I'm actually really excited about. And mm-hmm. so the first season is all written already. Wow. Yes. Well, I, I heard from a little birdie, you know, I heard from somebody that about Could his this. Name be Lance? Yeah, well, you know, we're very interested in wanting to talk more about, of course, we won't talk about that now, but um, I I guess I can say I've read them and I couldn't put them down. So I'm just, I'm just letting people know that because my, I immediately called Lance and we started brainstorming about producers and casting and, you know, so what's your thought? You know, there's this thing in the in the LGBTQ community now about straight actors playing gay characters and, you know, what, do you have an opinion on that one way or the other in terms of casting? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle if that's a, if Mm -hmm. that's a good place to be. I think that if you can do it, I think that's great. I think people forget sometimes that I'm not sure it's legal to be asking people their sexual orientation when they're applying for a job. Right. Right. So (laughs) I, so there's that kind of issue. I remember, and and my friend, Eric Nelson, you had on about a month ago. Mm, Yeah. Um, So great. Yeah. You know, and um, we, we talked about that before because he's playing a gay character in the Bay. We actually, we actually talked to him about that. in, In fact, now that you're saying it. Yeah. And I know that, um, the inheritance, the play that he helped produce. And then I went to see, um, you know, they got some flack for that too. And I just mm-hmm. remember one of the producers saying, it, you, we can't put that on a job application. Like you cannot. Right. So there's a legal piece of that and a privacy piece of that as well. Um, straight people, straight people. I mean, gay people have been stripping, playing straight people for forever. Right. Um, actors, I mean. And so I think, it, I think ideally it would be great to have certainly some of them, um, mm-hmm. but I also think it's important to get like the right actor for the role. Mm-hmm. And right. If that happens to be somebody who's straight and they really knock it out of the park. Um, to me, that'd be a sort of the flip of like 
automatically disqualifying them because of a right. sexual orientation too. Right. So exactly. I think ideally you'd have that match one for one, but I don't know that you can always do it. And sometimes maybe it's not best. Yeah. Okay. Jake. Now <clears throat> everything you just said, totally well taken. Let's, let's throw this at it. Okay. People are balking at a straight actor playing a gay role. What makes the actor straight? You're sitting around the table at the table read. You guys are all doing your parts. It's wonderful. You're, the, 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 the actor in question is booking the laughs, booking the kudos, booking the, everything that he needs to nail. And now he's on his way home. He's leaving the table read. What makes him straight or gay? How are we ever going to know? Like to your point about you're not going to ask it on, a, on an application. Does he literally need to say, I'm going home to Alice to prove that he's straight? You know, it's just. It, right, right. Well, I, I, can, I, I can play devil's advocate. This is just playing the other side. It's similar to why we need more African-Americans on television, more Asian, any minority that's not been represented, you know, in the trans community, especially right now, you know, Ralph knows this, like the days are over that a non-trans person is going to play trans, like Felicity Huffman being nominated for her movie she did, that will not happen again because there's too many great trans. So I kind of think we're going that direction because there's so many openly gay actors now in the past, most gay actors were closeted, and so they were not talking about being gay. Um, so right. I think I, right. I think it's more about representation and just making sure that we we have uh, representation across the board. It's back to straight privilege, white privilege. You know, it's it's kind of. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence, but as a producer myself. I know there's so many gay actors that are that probably would be just as good or not better in some of the roles. So I agree if you could if there weren't if there was a dearth of them and we couldn't find them, um, then whoever's the best actor. But just from a strictly producer point and getting press for a show and stuff, I think it always works if you can find the right gay actor. But that's just my take on it. Yeah, I think that's the ideal. Yeah, that's all I was because I just think Ralph, it's more so, it's not we're not in that place anymore because there was a time when no gay no actors were out, you know, mm-hmm. so there right, weren't enough right. people out. So, but anyway, it, it it's yours is so well written that um, Lance and I were already talking about casting and who we could see playing it and that kind of thing. So I wanted to just put that out there because I think. Um, but on the flip side of that, guys, you know, there's the cancel culture, <laughs> the PC police, right, you right. know, so there's, it's such a fine line, right? We just kind of walk this yeah, fine yeah. line now. We do, everyone's afraid to say the wrong thing. And we did a thing last, a couple of shows ago, we were talking about all the adding more letters to the LGBTQ2 plus, right. what is it, <laughs> wait, what is it, Ralph? LGBTQ2S. Uh, 
plus two S plus. I said, um, Jake, we were laughing going, Oh, well it's, it's you're trying to create a password. It's like, you need to use one <laughs> character, one uppercase letter, one lowercase letter. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, Jasper and I have these talks off air where I'm like, okay, I just laugh Jake sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> it's all an excuse to wanting to touch somebody of the same sex. And well, this, rather, is, right. this, is, this is Ralph's opinion. This is not Jasper's opinion, but go ahead. And, and, and that ba- that's basically what it boils down to. It's like, okay, say my name is Nancy, and I'm a girl, and I really like Agatha, but our society says I can't like Agatha. I'm really supposed to like Bill. So in order for me to touch Agatha's breath and not be punished for it, I'm going to call myself sexually fluid. That way, when I touch her titty and someone says something to me, I can go, bitch, I'm sexually fluid. That's why I touched her. Okay? You know, so. (laughs) Well, of course, Ralph and I are over 50, as we often say, too. So we're trying to be... And we're both very binary. That's something we talk about too. We, we we're trying to be very open and not be so like black and white, you know. Um, oh, gotcha. Well, I'm still cracking up about the password comment because I think it's hilarious. It's like I said the other day. I mean, it's just come one, come all, right? I mean, what? Right, what, right. At this, at this point, but you know, that's something I was going to ask you in in Boys Town in Chicago. You know, for instance, I know for years growing up, you know, gay and being in the closet and then coming out, you know, like in West Hollywood, it was like, so people love the fact that this was a predominantly gay area. Right. And then as it's gotten more gentrified and more straight couples have moved in with the kids or whatever, which I thought ultimately that's what we kind of wanted. Right. I thought we sort of wanted to Mm -hmm. all of us to merge together, but then you would have like, certain gay people saying, well, why are all these straight people here? You know, like they're mm-hmm. taking over and I'm like, well, wait, how, we can't have it both ways. Do we want to be right. everyone? I just, I'm just happen to be gay and you just happen to be straight or, or are we going to stay in our own little corners? Is, are, is boys right, town and, and, in and Chicago becoming more gentrified, I guess? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's more and more straight. Um, gay you know, population has moved I mean, some still lives there, but have moved out even into the suburbs. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's like as things become more and more open and accepting and progressive, then all of a sudden it also geographically opens up space. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's sort of like in New York when you go to New York City and there's gay bars everywhere now. They're not just right. in one space. Right. And Chicago's getting to be that way too. And, you know, so – Maybe that's a good thing, right? Because if the at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if it's supposed to be just nobody bats an eye anymore because it's become the normal thing, then right. you don't necessarily need the gay neighborhood like you had before. Although it's a place to preserve history, it's a place to mm-hmm. honor for that, um, and people still come back to the neighborhood all the time. But we've got you know gay couples and gay families and everything moving into the suburbs and buying a house and you know, the, the fence around the house and the dog and the baby and everything. So um, <laughs> a lot of that has happened. And, and the boys town itself has become much more straight with families and kids and schools and things um, all mixed together. So at the end of the day, it's, I think it's all good, um, but it definitely yeah. has changed. And I always want to write that in my books. So I 
you know, some, some people at the beginning were surprised that there were even any straight characters in the books. And my answer always was, well, if it's called Boys Town, it needs to reflect the neighborhood. And the neighborhood mm-hmm. is becoming more and more balanced and more and more diverse in all ways. And the books need to reflect that. So, and the boys got to come from somewhere, Jake, okay? Right, exactly. You know, so I try <laughs> to use a lot of fun locations from Chicago in it to make the city sort of a character. And part of that means that you show straight people living in Boys Town because they do. Well, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> just la- la- listening to what you're saying, and because I'm a jokester, I, you know, the gay bar is really no different than the cannabis store, okay? They pop up everywhere. You can have bakery, uh, locksmith, barber, cannabis store, gay bar, and it all works, you know? And, you know well, and, the, and, the, and, weird, the weird thing about right now, I mean, sadly, but the COVID thing now, gay bars have been practically closed, but cannabis stores are just booming, you know? They're oh, bigger than yep. ever. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of ironic. Um, well, let's talk about Majesty. So tell us how sure. how that happened. Now that came after Boys Town, and uh, came in t- between because I did kind like, of in between the nine Boys okay. Town books. Then I did Majesty, and it was just I wanted to try a period piece, but I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be historical fiction. So I wanted to take the, you know, I, I'm a fan of Down Abbey and a, and a lot of those other kind of fun things. And so I wanted to do a Middle Ages um, kind of story with knights and kings and lords and dungeons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Majesty is. It's the, um, it opens with a murder mystery. The king is murdered, and the whole f- first book is all about who done it. Um, so it's got a Boys Town quality to it because it's definitely soapy and it's got the cliffhangers and twists and turns, but it's just done in the time period um, because I wanted to play around with it. And um, turned out to be harder than I thought it would be because I'm trying to like, you know, look up the terminology and make sure that, right. you know, things, they can't pick up a cell phone. So, um, right, right. Know, those kinds of things. Um, so people, people have really liked it too. And they like that. And so now the challenge of course is keeping more than one series going at the same time. So I get emails all the time now that say like, where's the next one? Why isn't that one out yet? So, Okay, oh, I swear, happy becomes the a public juggle. has just been like, they are forever making you do something. They have just changed your fucking life, the fucking public. And I know you said I it's like a good it, problem. I know you said it's a great problem. It was like, you were so content writing your first, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you, writing your first episode. When you write, do you write on a laptop or do you use pen and paper? A uh, laptop. Okay. I was just curious how it goes. Yeah. I love how because it's the 21st century, Ralph. But go ahead. Right now, <laughs> should I still dip my pen? He my uses pen. like a, a rock and a and a piece of I stone. have a plume and a quill, bitch. Okay. Remember the days the, the days and of I, mimeograph. Remember no, when you run it off and smell. Remember sitting at, in your classroom? Did you have those desks with the little um, holder for the inkwell? You know, yep, and there you be, go. Yes, it was just like we were all calligraphy. Okay, thank you. Were you in a one room <laughs> one room school? House, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, Little I, house on the prairie. Or okay, exactly. I was homeschooled, bitch. Okay, like and Rose and Rose was, <laughs> Rose and Rose was, is a teacher. His mom's right. a teacher, 
and she kept him at home, but no one knew what homeschool was then. It was just, it was just called "You're such a fucking mess." We're not going to send you to school. You're such a fucking oh mess. my god! I do not want them seeing me dropping you off at school, bitch. So mm-hmm. you're going to stay your ass at home. We're going to learn some lessons there, and you'll be really good at calligraphy. But no, right. the, I was just curious, Jake, because. You know, I have you on the show, and it's fun to ask a prolific, successful, creative writer these kinds of questions, you know? Because what Ralph is really asking is, is there a part for him in Windy City? <laughs> that's what we can, if we I can, can make If I could happen. just cut to the chase, Jake, Listen, that's what all – anything I, he's saying from this point on is really – he's just wondering if there's a part for him. So. I'm sure that there is. Listen, but it's actually a good question because I have a – <laughs> Listen, okay, I've got to stop you. And bo- okay, Jake, there's several things you need to know right now. Oh First my God! Of, we have a theme on our show called Boomerang. Because well, you I'm have always- a theme. I don't. Okay, my theme is Boomerang, Jake, because I, you know, whenever we have a guest on and something crops up, uh, you know, and it happens to, you know, uh, something I've done, I will bring it back to me. So Jasper. Uh-huh. O- Used to say, "Oh God, here goes the boomerang," you know. So <laughs> we have joke, you know, jokes throughout the years because Jasper and I now know each other for twelve years. But the reason why I am laughing is, see, that was a boomerang right there, Jake. Okay. See how okay. he was talking okay. about something, but then he made it about how long and, he's known me. And you and, and and you didn't even know it was happening, Jake, either. Right. But the thing, but the thing I'm laughing about, <coughs> excuse me, about these. Put down last, the pot, Ralph. Go ahead. Okay. Last week, <laughs> last week on the show, Lazriel Lison said, "Well, you, uh, I play a part in his movie, Jake, as the choir director." And Boomerang. Laz, Laz was like, "Well, you know, we could really make a whole movie around the choir director." And I chose Jake not to say a word. <laughs> and after the show was over, Jasper was like. Were you on air when last? I said, assumed Ralph had <laughs> left the room because I, I had passed out or something. I was waiting. I, I counted to one. I was like, "Is he going to jump in here?" And it, so he didn't. So now but that enough, you, well, enough sure. about us. Let's talk about Jake, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. so I was just going to say, Jake. So when you said, "I'm sure there is," it's like I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> I am not saying anything. Okay, go, Jake. Thank you. Yes. So, but were you, are you like a, are you a game of? Oh, go ahead. Because go ahead. Because yes. some people, some writers now do that thing where you can talk, like you can yes. just talk into the computer and tell your story, and it types it for you. Hmm. Mm. And I well, haven't now, tried that yet. I don't know that I want to, but that's you, a, that's like something else. Do you, do you have the books on audiobooks? Have you done the audio uh, I version? Yeah, yes, I, I did I, not record them, but someone did. I am an audiobook person because I I hike, I walk a lot every day, and that's when I like to listen to books, you know, because I think, I don't know, it's, it's easier, and um, there's something, I think I'm just so used to you know, audio uh, without the visual, but, um, but you said you don't record them. They have someone that's like a friend of ours that um, Ralph has. He pretty much makes his living doing audio books. That's a great career to have. Well, it right, seems Ralph? like it could be a pretty lucrative business because they have a great hourly rate. That's for sure. Oh, it's totally lucrative. And the thing about my business partner, who's an award-winning audiobook narrator, Jake, is that he 
has more work than ever now. He never stopped working during the pandemic. So that is a bonus for audiobooks and voiceover. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, it's been great for me because I can just you know go through and they literally audition, send you little clips, and then pick the one you want. And then the same one's been doing the last five or six books for me because and he just knows my style, and so he just can crank them out, and it's been great. No, well, God, I'm that's funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna oh say, no, I was going to say earlier before I, before it came on about the pandemic and the pluses and minuses, and I will say for me. You know, I'm not saying it was it was a good thing, but because of being, you know, quarantined and things, it was able to get a lot of writing done. So a lot of things happened in this time period that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily have gotten done as quickly because of quarantining. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure that's what we we were saying on the producing side as well. You know, we got so many scripts read and things nobody nobody had that excuse you know what are they going to say i'm too busy to i'm too busy to read your scripts or i'm, I'm too busy to, oh i'm sorry yeah <laughs> but i mean nobody could leave especially like the first six seven months of the pandemic you know nobody really was going out at all so but um are you a game of were, are you a game of thrones or were you a game of thrones fan as well um, I have never seen Game of Thrones, not uh, by choice. I mean, I guess by choice, but I kept saying to myself, I'm going to catch up when it's done because then I know it has an ending. Um, mm-hmm. So it's on It's on my list. It was sort of like Downton Abbey. I had seen one episode of that, and then I binged it all through the quarantine. Um, I did the same thing with Schitt's Creek. I'd never seen Schitt's Creek. I was just saying, what's wrong with you? And then I, I binged know. it all through the quarantine. I'm like, oh, my God, now I know, know what everyone was raving about. I did Schitt's Creek, too. And when you talked about Majesty, I was thinking about Bridgerton. Have you seen that one? I've seen a couple of Bridgerton, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, Jake, this is something I want to ask you. <clears throat> these book covers, how yeah. did you choose these models? <laughs> um. Most of them are um, stock photos, except that uh, my friend Corey, who works at the Abbey out there um, oh. and also works for Andrew Christian, he um, I wanted to feature him on a couple of them. So he's on a couple of them, and most of the rest of them are um, just stock photos that the Which designer put, put together. Say that again? Which one is Corey on Majesty? He's not on the Majesty one. He's on more of the Boys Town ones. Okay, so I'm looking at the Boys Town one with the guy pointing the gun. Is he in that one? He is not on that one. Okay. I'm trying to um, pull them up on my screen here. I'll tell you where you – he's on several of them, but I, I don't think he's on the first one. Okay. Um, and he works – he models for Andrew Christian, and okay. um, he's just been a friend of mine, and so it was fun to, to be able to feature him. So he's on the he's on the book two, he's on book four, he's on book six. Looks like I did all the even ones. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. on book eight. Two, four, mm-hmm. six, eight, and nine. Okay. And do you Thank go you have that. you have you been at the photo shoots or the sessions for the the covers? No, because they're all done digitally. Mm. Oh, they're all digital. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought um, maybe they started with a photo and then they trans, you know, transported. No, it's all, all of those are done digitally. And so they are, um, none of those people have ever been together. That's amazing. Well, especially now this is perfect. (laughs) You know, right. Exactly. Nobody has to get together. Yeah. 
Um, well, listen, I. So are you time, guys Christmas movie fans or no? Like when I, know, I was always I was in front of Hallmark the entire Christmas season watching Christmas movies. Well, I'll be honest with you, I I'm not a Christmas fan. Per, uh, movie fan myself, but as a producer, I keep track. And as a manager, I have a lot of clients. Who, in fact, I just had a client. Well, by the way, Gregory Martin from the Bay is has written and directing a new Christmas movie that they're shooting starting this weekend, and a client of mine is doing it. So I just read. Really cool. I just read his new script, and it's a really good um, uh, Christmas script. So, have you? Do you have a good idea for a Christmas script? Well, I, I, wrote, I actually wrote two of them. Um, I wrote two Christmas movies. There, one's a sequel to the other. I wrote them over the Christmas holidays. It was my little again quarantine project um, because they had a couple this year. Remember with gay couples, right? So um, mine has a gay couple and a straight couple, and then in the sequel, there's another couple that's added in. So. Um, it's been, it was really fun. It came to me like one night and I stayed up all night sort of plotting it out in my head and then wrote the first one in four days and, mm. and you know, edited it quickly and, and had some people take a look to polish it up a bit. And then the next thing I knew, I thought, Oh, well this obviously has legs because now we can see what happens to them two years later and then did the sequel there and brought in a new couple as well. So I'm excited about both of those two and seeing where I can, um, you know, get those done because I think again, as we're talking about, like, again, expanding the audiences of all these kinds of movies, um, it'd be fun to see more of them. That's got representation from straight and gay couples. And it's more yeah, like, I, I think, coming. I think the one uh, that they did recently did really well in the ratings. That's with um, Todd Bennett. No, what's his name? The actor, uh, something Bennett. He Jonathan played the, uh, Jonathan Bennett. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was was a cute one. Yeah. I saw clips. I didn't see the whole thing, but I watched uh, promo clips of it. It looked good. And, you know, I'm glad to see that. I mean, Hallmark and Lifetime, they've not been, you know, they've not been great about that. So it's good to see Hallmark's just finally also starting to incorporate more diversity um, racially Mm -hmm. into their their movies as well. So, um, yeah. A little long overdue on that one, but well, listen, time is flying. Oh my God, we need to have you on for three hours. There's so much to anytime talk. you want. Anytime you want, let's get the well, TV listen, series I, off the off the runway. <laughs> right, La, 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 Lance and I and Jr. We're going to be reaching out to you to talk um, about Great. Windy Windy City, and I wanted to awesome. you know say say welcome to the family, and I wanted Ralph to meet you and. I wanted all the listeners to get to know about the book series and get ready for Windy City. So again, everyone, it's at Jake Biondi and also Boys Town, the series and Majesty, the series and everything's on Amazon. You can just Google Jake and uh, go on to Grindr. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a before whole other go, show. Before we yeah. go, can I, can I quickly ask you, and if I'm putting you on the spot, I is don't this a mean... boomerang? No, this, no, is, this one isn't a boomerang. No, this isn't a boomerang, but thank you for catching on so fast, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Do your parents read your books? Uh, no, I don't okay. think they do. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. And if I was you waiting have... for him to say they passed away, Ralph. 
<laughs> you would be well, one, one, one has, one has, okay. and oh, my okay. mother does not. Okay. Yes, but I yeah. actually do think that they'd love the they'd love the new Christmas movies because they're oh, well, great. You know, toned because, down, and and because everybody can relate, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you for right. answering that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Well, listen, everyone, thanks again for joining us. We will be back next week, same time, same place. Um, Guys, thank you so much. Be safe out there, and we will see you soon. Take care, everybody. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.